what, ladies and gentlemen, in the world is happening to the mega computer foundations of the world, the open source foundations, the foundations that were supposed to guide us towards truth and light and free software and open standards. They've changed. They are not the same as they once were to an extreme degree. And I kind of want to talk about that a little bit today. I've written a few articles over the last several months talking about the problems with the funding of the Linux Foundation and, and Mozilla and, and all of that. And what is really troubling me is how radically different they are now than they were when they started. Because when they started, I think the Linux Foundation got us all excited. When we, we us Linux nerds, there was a foundation that was going to ensure the continued support of the Linux kernel and Linux standards. That was the whole point. Do you guys remember the Linux standard base, the LSB? That was a big, that was a big Linux foundation thing where they were going to push for not, not a homogenous commoditized thing with Linux, but that there was going to be a small set of standards that distributions, enterprise software makers, anyone could adhere to, that software developers could develop against and spec against going forward. It was going to be a beautiful, beautiful thing. And the Linux standard base, yes, it kind of happened. And yes, it kind of sort of had a revision, but it mostly failed. In fact, you don't hear people talking about it much at all anymore. And now we see the Linux Foundation, j just as one of the examples now brings in a quarter of a billion dollars every year. Over 250 million, over a quarter billion with a capital B. And like 3% of their total income goes towards Linux. Now, I don't fault them for doing other things. I don't fault them for seeking other forms of, of, of income. I, I truly don't. I'm going, go nuts, you know? But it seems that, that over time, their focus has become less and less and less about the thing that they set out to create. I mean, heck, they spend more money on blockchain stuff than they do on Linux nowadays. They have a vaccine passport company. They have an AI initiative. They have, they have foundations galore. They, they do, do uh, green energy and climate change initiatives. And I'm not dogging on any of these things. I'm not saying that people can't be super excited about blockchains and green energy and AI and all sorts of stuff. But none of that, none of it has to do with Linux. It just doesn't. Now, many people, I, I, I've made these complaints about the Linux Foundation for, for a little while now. By the way, my breakfast this morning was delicious, and I just burped a little bit, and it was amazing. I mean, I know you guys at home can't smell or taste the flavor that's, that's in my mouth right now. Oh, my goodness. Can I cook a breakfast? But I digress. Oh my gosh, that's good. I'm going to have that again tomorrow. Um, pan fried toast, fried eggs, some sausage. Oh my heavens. What the heck was I even talking about? Now I just want to go eat more breakfast. Okay, the Linux Foundation. 
When I complain about the Linux Foundation only putting a couple percentage points of their yearly revenue back into the Linux kernel, people say, oh, Lunduk, he's being sensationalist. He's just, he's just clickbaiting. And he, he, he fails to understand that there's more to Linux than just the kernel. The Linux Foundation is clearly putting all that money into the Linux ecosystem. And the software on top of Linux and all those other things. All those things we use with our Linux desktops. But here's the thing. They're not. By and large, the Linux Foundation is not putting that money back into Linux desktop initiatives. Does the Linux, de Linux Foundation fund any sort of window manager or desktop environment? Nope. Do they fund any sort of init script replacements? Nope. Package managers? Nope. I mean, what, 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 driver stacks? Are they, are they funding driver stacks for increased hardware compatibility? Nope. Well, what the heck is that going to? I mean, I mean, let's be honest. Really? Where is that money going? It's not going to Linux. There are a few. Now, the Linux Foundation has like like three bazillion sub-foundations, right? They have so many sub-foundations. If you go look at the Linux Foundation homepage and you look at all the foundations, I won't go through them all, but it's, it's a ridiculous number. And you know what? Some of them, some of them are cool. Some of them are cool. Like some of them are legitimately cool that deal with like mainframe migrations and, and like massive cl supercomputer clusters. Cool stuff. And some of it, some of it, a very small amount, is Linux. At least Linux adjacent, right? Now, this, this all is a bit concerning. Because this is not just a thing that's happening with the Linux Foundation. We're also seeing the same pattern of moving rapidly away from their core mission happening in Mozilla, in the W3C. Well, let's talk about Mozilla briefly. Because I, I, just, I just published a, an article talking about how Mozilla is basically dropping Firefox. I mean, not today, because they don't have a replacement product for it yet. But, they, but they're, they're president. And go over to lunduke.locals.com to, to read the article if you haven't already. It's entitled uh, Mozilla Downplaying Firefox Moving into AI. It's, it's up on lunduke.locals.com. By the way, if you don't currently subscribe to lunduke.locals.com, you are missing out on all of these great articles. They are the most amazing articles that anyone has ever written. <laughs> Go 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 go! Read them; they are fantastic. Um, once you subscribe over there, if you go to the website, go to lunduk.locals.com. On the left, there's this little there's a little link that uh, that says content, right? And if you click on that, you can choose from the videos, the podcasts, the articles, the PDFs, whatnot. And so then you can sort and search and find all the articles that that you want. It's it's really easy to, to find everything that way. It's a, it's a really nice way to go through the back catalog of of all the Lunduk Journal articles. Uh, so go go do that. Um, but this but this really struck me because this this isn't breaking news, by the way. Like this is an announcement that Mozilla made a couple months ago, and it just sort of flew under the radar. People, there was several announcements. First, there was an announcement that Mozilla would be creating what they call Mozilla.ai, a company, a for-profit company, uh-huh, 
that sits underneath Mozilla that was going to be funded initially with an, with a with a round of 30 million dollars from Mozilla, right? To create something AI. They're really tight-lipped about it. Like super duper tight-lipped about it, but something AI, Mozilla.ai, that's going to be a big deal, right? And they they talked about how they kind of feel like that's a big thing for the future. Okay. Okay. Well, that by itself isn't, it's just like, okay, yet another initiative from Mozilla. They've done many things. They've done weird advertising things. They've, they've partnered with TV shows to insert things into the Firefox. They've done all sorts of weird things over the years. Maybe, maybe this is just another one, right? I mean, it's an expensive $30 million investment into one, but maybe it's just another thing they're doing. They get distracted by stuff all the time. They, they invest into political things. They, they spend huge amounts of money on, on companies that don't even seem to exist. They do some weird stuff with their money. So maybe this is just yet another weird thing that Mozilla is doing with their, their ridiculous, ridiculous. They're a billion-dollar corporation. They're a mega corporation. Uh, people, a lot of people still really don't fully grok that as a, as a concept now because Mozilla is not some little upstart foundation. They're a mega corporation, I mean, you know, when, when you got a thousand plus employees and you're worth a billion dollars, you're not a startup. You're not a little foundation anymore. They are a for-profit corporation. They also have a foundation, but they are a for-profit corporation. Anyway, I digress. So, but, but what happened after they announced that AI initiative, that new AI company that they're going to create is the president of Mozilla came out with his 25-year roadmap for the company. Like, where is Mozilla going over the next quarter century? Because Mozilla is a 25-year-old company at this point. It's amazing to think of it like that. And when, when Mozilla started, they were about creating a web browser engine. That was the whole point. They weren't about creating a web browser. They weren't about creating a web browser suite. They were not. They were about creating a web browser engine in order to really make that kick. They created a web browser around it that ultimately became Firefox because they, they needed a test bed for their browser. They needed to have their, you know, standard, their, their gold standard of a web browser and Firefox initially was great. It was. It had some problems, but it was a great browser. And that was what they focused on. Yeah, they, they had some other projects over the years, um, you know, with that included their 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 web page composer that was part of the Netscape communicator line, you know, and then they had uh, uh, they had Thunderbird, the email client and all that sort of things. And yeah, they've gotten distracted here and there. But by and large, they stayed pretty laser focused on Firefox on the web browsing, whether it's the engine or the web browser itself, they were pretty laser focused. That seems to be changing because in the 25 year roadmap that the president of Mozilla laid out, they don't once mention Firefox, not one time. <laughs> so for the company that makes 99 plus percent of their money from a, from one specific product, from a web browser to not mention that product, that browser is strange. I mean, that's weird. 
that's not something that you would expect. Um, I'm going to read a, a quote to you because I, I found this really surprising and how direct it was. Now, this is a quote from uh, the Mozilla president, uh, Mark Sermon. Mark Sermon. He says, quote, they are creating, and by they, he means AI companies, a wave of ideas and tech that could push the internet, including AI, in a, quote, dramatically different direction. And if we, meaning Mozilla, want to push things in a different direction, he keeps using the word different phrase, different direction, different direction. In this next era, we need more than one or two new products like Firefox. We need a wave. That is the closest they get that Mozilla gets to talking about a future that includes a web browser is referring to how it used to be successful but isn't anymore and they need new successful products that are successful like Firefox was successful. Firefox's new direction and then he lists four projects that are all artificial intelligence, uh, secure AI labs, open source auditing tool audit tooling uh, Lilapa AI and the Data Nutrition Project, which are uh, two for-profit companies and then two projects that are all about artificial intelligence, using AI to do different things. That is the Mozilla future, according to Mozilla. And I was like, wow, that is a whole different direction than I thought they'd go. They're not doubling down on their browser. They're not saying we're going to rethink our browser. They're not saying, you know, yeah, we've lost all of our market share to Google. <laughs> I mean, Google Chrome came along and just dominated, right? But right now, Mozilla is like the third, fourth, I think their number four browser right now in terms of, of usage. They're not going to fix the things that drove people away from Firefox. And I, I know many people still love and use Firefox, but it, they're not going to fix the things that are driving people to Chrome and Edge and Safari and Brave and Vivaldi and all these other browsers. They're not going to do that. Instead, they're going to downplay Firefox, downplay web browsing, and focus on AI and rebrand Mozilla as an artificial intelligence company. They're betting the farm on it. The same thing that's happening essentially with the Linux Foundation. Going in totally different directions than their, their original mandate, than their original idea, than their original mission. And it all seems to be driven by a, a, a desire for more funding, I guess. I mean, I, I don't blame them for wanting to bring more income in. I, I really don't. But it is a little bit jarring that they're, they're pivoting in such an extreme way when their initial mission is still has that same value, right? Like the Linux Foundation is, is kind of pivoting away from the Linux kernel. I, I, mean, I mean, not even kind of, they are. When 3%, when you're putting 3% of your revenue towards, towards a one product, that is the product in your foundation's name, and you're putting more than that into blockchain technologies, AI things, green energy, like so many different things, you, you, you've kind of, are, are, you've moved away, right? It is now a minor thing. It's like, you know... It, 
like Microsoft. Microsoft doesn't do DOS anymore, right? Microsoft for a long time was the DOS company. I mean, that's not where they started, but you know, for a long time, that's what people viewed them as. That was their cash cow. It was a big one. Nowadays, they don't ship DOS anymore, right? So the Linux Foundation is kind of in the same boat. But what that means is for those of us who are big on Linux and love Linux and want to see Linux continue to thrive and succeed, we now are seeing decreased investments into Linux overall. A case in point, we're now seeing the direct result of this is the long-term support version of the Linux kernel is being dropped. No more long-term support support version. The maximum amount of support that the, a version of the Linux kernel will now receive is two years. Now that decision was made not by the Linux Foundation alone, though they were part of that because they employ the people who make these decisions. They were part of that, but by also by other Linux maintainers that are not employed by the Linux Foundation. And I can't blame, I really can't blame Linux, Linux kernel maintainers for not being up for doing the work of, uh, of supporting versions, multiple versions of the Linux kernel for six years for a long-term support release. I, I, I don't blame them for that. They have a lot on their plate, a lot of things they want to do, a lot of work they want to get done. Some of them are volunteers. Some of them are working for other companies that, it, that don't want to spend the money on that. But the thing is, the Linux Foundation not only is not stepping up to the plate, they're kind of encouraging it along those lines. Because the Linux Foundation can absolutely fund that work, 100%. They've got plenty of cash to do it, without question. Like, there's no doubt in anyone's mind the Linux Foundation has spare change that could make that happen without impacting any of their other foundations. <laughs> and they choose not to. The same, same thing is going on with Mozilla. They have a huge amount of money, right? But yet we're seeing, we're seeing the web being pushed forward, web browsing being pushed forward in multiple ways by other smaller organizations, projects, and companies. Uh, the Serenity OS team is building a web browsing engine and JavaScript engine from scratch with a small little ragtag team of, I think they have three full-time engineers now. And they're making massive progress. It's not as, it's not as robust as you know the, the the engines behind Chrome and Firefox and all that. But they're making massive progress. L likewise, in the just general browser space, we're seeing massive progress in the likes of Brave and whatnot. And heck, even Edge is doing better and better, like from a functionality and usability standpoint. I hear from multiple Linux users regularly that they're using Edge more nowadays, and it feels weird to be using a Microsoft web browser, but they're like, it's actually pretty good. And they're choosing that over Firefox, which is getting sidelined by Mozilla. And you have things like the, the W3C, which I've got an article coming out uh, soon on, that, that, that has basically become under, come under full control of a, of a handful of companies. And th that is the organization, the W3C, the World Wide Web Consortium, sets the standard of what web standards are. And yet if a small number of companies control it, big companies, and there's a lot of money there, and money is what is causing that control to happen. Money is buying the control. And that is what's happening with Firefox and Mozilla, and that is what's happening with Linux and the Linux Foundation. These organizations that the W3C, Mozilla, and the Linux Foundation were at one point 
shining beacons on the hill, right? They were the hope for open standards, a free and open web, um, fully free and open source web browsing and desktop software, supporting the Linux kernel and free software and open source. Ah! And in all cases, they have done a reasonably good job in spurts. All three of them have. I mean, I, I have to admit, all three of them have done a reasonably good job in, in, in during chunks of their history. But they're now deciding not to concede defeat, not to say that they're failing, but simply to pivot and focus on other areas to get revenue and to kind of just forget about the things that, that got them started. Now, this isn't an all a bad thing. I've been thinking about this a bit and it's sad and it's jarring and it's annoying and I don't love it that this is happening. It's true. It's a bummer, a massive bummer. But it also creates an opportunity, a really distinct opportunity. When Firefox, the shining beacon of the free uh, web, free and open web world is deciding to give up on web browsing, essentially, that gives an opportunity, an opening for other web browsers, other web browsing engines to come in, make significant progress and take that market share because there's still a yearning, a desire, and a want for exactly what Mozilla was supposed to be creating all along. Will that, will that be show the, uh, the ladybird browser and serenity folks that will that give them the opportunity to just dive on in there and capture market share as their browser becomes more and increasingly functional? Maybe. Will that give more opportunities for Brave to, to pick up the slack? Which Brave is run by the ex-CEO of Mozilla? Maybe. Will that simply give an opportunity for Microsoft's edge? Maybe. But regardless of how it goes, it presents a unique opportunity. The same is true for the Linux Foundation pivoting away from Linux. Maybe that's a great business decision for them. Maybe, maybe it makes monetary sense long-term to focus on these 578,000 different sub-foundations, which are not Linux, <laughs> than it does to focus on Linux. Maybe it does. And if that's the case, we're opening up an, a, a very interesting opportunity for someone else to take up that mantle. For someone else to come along and say, you know what, I want to make sure that Linux or FreeBSD or some other open source, free software, etc. kernel is well supported into the future. And I'm going to come along and have a company or a foundation specifically around that. It's an opportunity. And it's an opportunity for someone to do it a little bit better. And, and possibly lead us into the next 5, 10, 25 years in a little bit better shape. It does mean a little bit of, of tumultuousness, of turmoil, of rough waters as we figure out what that's going to look like. Because over the next couple of years, you're going to see Mozilla launching AI products right and left. 
and the Linux Foundation. I mean, shoot, they're gonna they're they're gonna come out with a car or something next. Who knows what they're gonna come out with? Like a line of like Twinkie clones, no, like 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 or ding dongs or ho hos or something. They're gonna they're gonna go after Hostess. I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do. But it's gonna be kind of interesting, kind of crazy. So if you find yourself getting bummed out by these these crazy crazy bits of news that's happening out there right now. One, buckle up, Buttercup, because there's a whole lot more of that coming. There's more layoffs coming. Yeah, in the tech world, we're not done. There's more, ta- there's more things to discuss about highly corrupt mega foundations. Yeah, we've only scratched the surface. And we're, there's yet more to see of some of our favorite foundations that run some of our favorite products, projects, software, hardware, pivoting away from the things that we love. More of that's on the way. We can't stop it. We can speak out against it, but we can't stop it. But the good news, once we get over that hump, is that this is a really great opportunity for some fantastic products projects, open source software, open source hardware and the likes and open standards to really take root uh, for a new generation of of leaders to come through. And hopefully we will be able to focus on some of that here at the Lunduke Journal, like we have with Serenity OS and Ladybird and so many of the other projects that we've highlighted. And we'll focus on those because that is what the future is going to be. And that's just it. All right, everybody, I I had to talk about that a little bit today because, uh, well, there's just so much of this stuff going on. It's a lot. It's a lot to take in and it's a lot to digest. And I don't blame you if, if it bums you out a little bit, but take heart. We will soldier through this together. And the in the end, I think, I think we'll be better off for it. That's that's just my personal opinion. All right, everybody. With that, I do declare, end podcast.